Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is September 15th. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me blog. We're going to talk just for a second longer about what we talked about yesterday, this principle of forgiveness, and then hopefully we will move on and continue to learn from the book of 2 Corinthians. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10, we talked yesterday about this principle of forgiveness and how offering forgiveness or extending forgiveness or mercy is one of the greatest ways that we can bear testimony of Jesus Christ, his atonement, and our belief in redemption and forgiveness. And in verse 10, it's going to say that we need to forgive and then we can be forgiven also. And then in verse 11, it says something really interesting. It says, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Now, what's interesting here is it's saying basically we need to forgive. Otherwise, Satan is going to get a hold of us. That is really strong. And it's really overwhelming the idea that just something so simple as holding a grudge or not wanting to forgive could allow the adversary to kind of get a hold on our hearts. But that makes sense. It says we aren't ignorant of his devices. We know how he works. He works by stirring people up to anger. He works through chaos and contention. That is the environment that the adversary thrives in, that he loves, that he tries to create. It's interesting. Brigham Young once said that we should study evil and its consequences. Now, with that being said, Brigham Young wasn't saying that we needed to become obsessed with the dark and the evil, but that we should be very aware of how the adversary likes to work because his tools, his tactics haven't changed that much over thousands and thousands of years. And something that we can see clearly throughout all the scriptures is that Satan loves contention. He loves anger. He loves chaos. And he understands perfectly what those feelings can do to our spirits. That's why Christ spoke out against contention. That's why he said, blessed is the peacemaker. It's interesting in Doctrine and Covenants section 10, that's the section where the Lord is warning Joseph Smith not to retranslate the 116 pages of lost manuscript because there are evil men who have it in their hearts to kind of change the words. And so if he retranslates it, they will say, oh, look, it doesn't match. But something that's interesting, when the Lord is warning Joseph about this, he explains that the adversary puts lies into the hearts of men. And then it says that once he plants those lies in our hearts, it says he stirreth them up that he may lead their souls to destruction. That is one of his main tactics with us is to get us to be stirred up in anger, stirred up in contention, so that he can lead our souls to destruction. It's interesting. I've talked before about the idea, the concept of self-deception, but I feel like that is some of those lies that the adversary tries to plant in our hearts. And we buy into those lies because it's easier to buy into them than to admit the truth that we made a mistake or we need to change. Self-deception basically means that we tell ourselves lies in order to protect our view of ourselves, to justify our choices or to justify our thoughts or our actions or things like that. So even though we've made a mistake, we kind of tell ourselves stories or tell ourselves lies. We deceive ourselves in order to feel better about the choices that we've made. So that happens all the time in situations like this. 
situations where someone has offended us or situations where we need to forgive. The adversary will try to plant lies in our hearts. He will try to lead us to this self-deception so that he can stir up our soul and lead it to destruction. Does that make sense? I hope it does. It makes sense in my head. But basically what Paul is saying here is that we need to forgive. We need to let go. We need to face the truth of the part that we play in issues and problems. We need to do all those things or else the adversary can get advantage of us. And we need to not be ignorant of that tactic of his. So moving on to chapter three, Paul is going to say something really interesting right here at the beginning. In the very first verse, he basically says, do we need letters of praise either to you or from you? And then he says, ye are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshy tables of the heart. Now, again, as always, Paul can sometimes be a little bit hard to understand the way he says things, but essentially what he's saying here is that we are an epistle of Christ. We are an epistle testifying of him. The way we live our lives, the things that we do, the choices that we make, the way we treat other people, all of those things stand as a testimony of Christ and our belief in him that we don't need to write out page after page after page the way Paul is doing here. But our lives, our hearts can be a testimony of Jesus Christ. What I love here about this is that he's like, I don't want your testimony written on tablets, making reference to the tablets that Moses brought down with the Ten Commandments. He's saying we don't need that. We don't need words on a page. Rather, we need a testimony of Christ written down deeply in our hearts. I think it's specifically interesting that he makes reference to the tablets and the law written upon the tablets because I worry sometimes that sometimes I equate my discipleship to how well I am keeping the written law. Like, well, I don't do X, Y, and Z. I keep the Ten Commandments. I keep the law of chastity. I keep the word of wisdom. I keep all of these laws. Therefore, I must be a disciple. And it can be really easy to get swept up into that way of thinking. Discipleship equals obedience and nothing else. But what Paul is talking about here is that discipleship isn't determined so much by the laws we keep, but our ability to internalize righteousness, internalize the principles upon which the laws were based or given. Now, a word of caution it could be really easy to listen to what I just said and be like, oh yeah, so it doesn't matter if I keep the commandments or not, as long as the love of God is deep in my heart, right? I think that is also a lie that the adversary spreads. That's not how it works. God gave us commandments because he wants us to keep those commandments, but he doesn't want us to keep them as a checklist. He doesn't want us to keep them just as words written on a table. Keeping those commandments with an eye singled to the glory of God keeping those commandments, looking to God in all things, has the power to change our hearts, to soften our hearts so that that testimony of Christ, that relationship with Christ can be written on our soft hearts. 
My friends, the question I want to ask today is, how do our lives reflect our testimony of Jesus Christ? Now, I'm not just talking about all the external commandments that we keep. That's great and that's important. Yes, I'm not trying to diminish those things. But what I'm talking about are the ins and outs of our everyday life. I'm going to give you a couple examples. They might hurt a little bit. (laughs) How quick are we to forgive? How do we react when someone cuts us off as we're driving? How do we respond if someone treats us or someone that we love poorly? How do we approach people that we might disagree with? I would suggest, and I'm not meaning to criticize with this suggestion, but I would suggest that our show of discipleship can be seen much more clearly in these kind of scenarios, these kind of situations how we handle contention, how we handle gossip and backbiting. Our discipleship can be seen in those moments easier than it can be seen as we sit in sacrament meeting on Sunday or sit in the temple. It's easy to be a disciple when we are in worshipful places. It is much harder to be an everyday disciple in situations and scenarios that test our discipleship. But what I have found is that when we internalize our relationship with Jesus Christ, when that relationship is built on our covenants and that binding power, when we have built trust with the Savior, then his laws, his principles, his doctrines are not only written on our arms on a Sunday morning, but they are written in our hearts 24-7 every day of the week, every week of the year. That is what we should be seeking as disciples of Jesus Christ. Every day, every hour, every minute discipleship that comes from a deep love for him because of our experiences with him. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 